Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. You know, today is Wonderful Women Wednesday, and this week I actually was going to take a break, but I was watching a rerun that actually aired on Monday, September 14th, 2020. It was a episode on Dr. Phil. Now, I don't normally sit and watch Dr. Phil, although I love him, and he's had some amazing shows that I have seen, but I was flipping through the channels, and uh, September 14th, 2020 was his 19th season. Uh, one thing you'll learn about me is 19 is my favorite number, so it automatically caught my attention. But the funny thing is, when I listened to what the subject was, the subject was about what is going on on social media with people that are having these tantrums all over America, uh, white Caucasian women that are be being called Karens. Uh, there's a few called crazy Karens, but the bottom line is the subject is about the Karens. Now, Dr. Phil, this is a new show, and so he's not having a audience. He's doing social distancing, but he does have two people on the stage. The first person he introduces is a lady who was supposedly given permission from her doctor not to wear a mask, and she was in Trader Joe's. I'm not familiar of what city it was, but from what she was saying to Dr. Field, that she got permission from the manager of Trader Joe's that she could, for this one time, come in the store without a mask, even though it was required. Then come find out she called the wrong, she went to the wrong store, but then got the permission from the manager in the store in which she was in. Now, she was saying that the people that were harassing her about being in the store without a mask were not being feared and they were breaking federal law because of HIPAA. But in all reality, here's the problem. If you are in a, a store that requires a mask and you choose not to wear one, the people in the store are not going to be thinking, oh, well, she must be sick or has a HIPAA law uh, permission to do it. They're worrying about the fact that you are in the store without a mask. And as they always say, and I'm talking about the scientists, not the politicians, is that the mask is to protect other people. So if everybody wear a mask, we're all protecting each other. So I'm not even going to play her video because you can go and, and get her. She's so the victim. Anyway, then they uh, have the gentleman who was in San Francisco. Now, he was writing with Chalk Black Lives Matter on his building where he lives. And a couple named Lisa and Robert stopped him and then got into a confrontation with him. Lied and said they knew who lived where he was, which they didn't. And the owner came and said that on the news clip and called the police on him. And like he said, there are a lot of things that could have went wrong he is a man of color. He's not African-American, but he is a man of color. Same thing applies when it comes to the police, unfortunately. But why I wanted to do Wonderful Women Wednesday are these two professors that are on the show. And one of them, Dr. Burton, she's actually here in Atlanta at Emory. And I love the way she told uh, Wendy Murphy, who was the other professor, her experiences as a black woman and how the Karen came about. Now, one of the things I want you guys to keep in mind is we need to bridge these gaps of diversity and we need to listen. 
because at first I think when the Professor Wendy didn't want to hear what Professor Burton was saying, but eventually I think the message was clear. And then there was a woman who was passing out flyers about why you shouldn't wear a mask with six facts on the flyer that Dr. Phil put her in check because all six facts were false. And she was naming all these successful things she's done and everything was false. So it was okay in her mind to tell lies and then fight adamantly about it. And these are the type of things that are happening right now. Not just with the politicians. You got to keep that in mind. It's also with those who believe the politicians, not the scientists. So we have to start being a little more mindful about what we're supporting. We need to do research. Research, everybody. Don't take my word for it. I mean, I think you should take, when it comes to the pandemic, the scientist's word for it. Definitely don't take a politician's word for it. Do your own research because right now, I mean, growing up, we didn't have Google. And so Google is everywhere. If you got to Google it, whatever, go to the library, old school, do whatever you think you can. But one of the things you definitely need to do is pay attention to what you're supporting. The fact that this lady lied about all her credentials and then was adamant about why you shouldn't wear a mask and then got put in check. Her face, if you could see this episode, her face was just so tore up because she got caught in a lie. Dr. Phil wasn't going to let her get away with it. And she felt like a fool. So we need to bridge this gap, everybody. I really want you all to pay attention to the foolishness that these Karens were causing. And, you know, I just want you guys to let me know what you think. And how we can all just come together and be powerful women. Because this is about ladies. And ladies, we definitely got to promote transparent advocacy. Transparent. We got to be transparent. Because these ladies were not. And it could have cost a whole lot of people's lives. Especially when you call on the police. So take a listen and just let me know what you think. Because we need to talk about this. Thank you. Pacific Heights neighborhood, ABC 7 News reporter Lou Pena spoke to the man who says he wants an apology. We're just saying, absolutely, your signs and everything, and that's good. This is not, this is not the way to do it. Okay. It's private property. This interaction in Pacific Heights has gone viral since it was posted on Twitter on Thursday. What she did was every day, it's white racism. Respectable racism. Respectfully, sir, I don't think you belong here at all. James Monheo, who identifies as a brown man, was stenciling Black Lives Matter on this retaining wall. When a couple stopped to question him last Tuesday. If I did look at it, one time I thought this was absolutely fun. She thought this was devaluing someone's property. She knew it was tough. She knew this would wash away in the rain. And you don't know if I live here or if this is my property. Yes, you know. But it turns out, Tim Juanillo does live here. His neighbor, who owns the property where Juanillo lives, says he doesn't know this couple. She just claimed she knew the owner of the house. Well, she doesn't know me. Juanillo says he felt attacked and encouraged the couple to call the police. They recognized me. I recognized them. They did not even get out of the bar. Birchbox, a makeup subscription company, has confirmed 
the woman in the video is Lisa Alexander, the CEO of La Things Skincare. In a statement, Birdbox condemned her actions and cut ties with her company. Are you willing to speak to her about what happened? Absolutely. I'd ask her why. Why, why did she feel that what I was doing hurt her? Neil says he hopes this video helps this community come together against racism. He says the couple returned a second time after this incident. And I was standing right here when they showed up. I did one of these. And I waved at them. And they took off. We tried to contact Lisa Alexandra and have not been back. In San Francisco, Luz Peña, this is You think it's wrong that he posted this? Absolutely. You're, you're being racist towards people of my color. And I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. I came when I was 12 years old. Yes, I have light skin color, but to say that I have white privilege and to label me as parent is outrageous. It is so racist. Have you ever been pulled over by the police for speeding? Of course, has I'm not speeding, but... Ever been, this is how I'm going to die. Because that's your white privilege. But that's what you believe. That's your white privilege. But then you're enforcing your views on others. You just, you just answered my question. Why do you feel like you're going to get shot at? Why? Because it happens every day to people of color. Because That's you, why Black uh -huh. Lives Matter. That's why we're not talking about All Lives Matter or been, White Lives Matter because yeah. there's not a problem with white people being shot in the bedroom while they're running, while they're breathing, oh, they while they're existing. That have been shot? They, don't, they don't talk about it on the news Black media. Do you agree that Black Lives Matter? I believe Black Lives Matter just like all lives matter. We, I matter. Armenian lives matter. Lebanese lives matter. Chinese lives matter. All lives matter. But you understand, though, that all lives are being executed on the street. Oh, and if Black to, Lives well, in America, you. because uh -huh. of 400 years of systematic oppression, that are that we're that's the problem that we're trying to solve and that we're we focusing on. You're distracted. I think Black Lives Matter is an important movement. And I think it helps raise awareness of the many issues that are facing the black community. This movement requires me and my viewers to challenge ourselves to really think and to act in a more purposeful way how we can address the racism that we witness in our lives. And it's past time that we as a society act to help address these issues. And my hope is that we can all work together uh, to do better through peaceful protests and by educating ourselves about and then supporting important legislation, because I think that's where the rubber meets the road, uh, in making smart, informed, personal choices about our neighbors. So you know, that's what it means to me, and Robert and I have talked about it. Uh, a lot because it's been brought into very, very sharp focus. Thank you. I'm wearing a mask. About a month ago, I was riding my bike through downtown Toronto, and I noticed about a dozen people who were holding placards. Their goal was to, quote, educate people on how they don't have to wear masks. They were handing out these little cards that had all sorts of what they called facts about how masks can deprive you of oxygen. When I was handed one, I just decided to rip it up. On July 7th, the mayor of Toronto brought into action a mandatory mask law. So we decided to gather in a group and oppose it. There was Brian Tao, his bicycle, a little camera around his neck. I jumped in. I decided, let me give him enough content 
to go viral. I said you're the same kind of people that walk the Jews right into the gas tank. No. I've got 13 degrees in psychology. I'm a member of Mensa. I said the most absolutely ridiculous thing a person could possibly say, and it worked. Kellyanne has been branded a Karen by many people online. I think she's more of a convivial. Anybody who is going to commit to this kind of civil obedience is the same kind of people that believe their government when they walk the Jews into the gas tank. Kellyanne is seeking fame and notoriety through this. In some posts, Brian has labeled me an anti-Semitic, white, craziest care. Because he did that, you would not believe the threats. Somebody left feces at my front door with a note saying, we're going to kill you. The term Karen is a racial label against white women with an opinion. Absolutely ridiculous. I am the executive director for Mothers Against Distancing. MAG was created because there is a campaign to mandate masks on our children. What you're saying to me is that you want to put something on my child's face that is full of germs and then have them breathe that in for six to eight hours a day? What I find ironic is that these anti-mask groups are the ones who are promoting fear. Without them, I think people would be getting along with this pandemic a lot better. Look around, there's not people dying everywhere. We've got hospitals with furloughed doctors. Where's all the sick people? Brian and Kellyanne join me now from separate locations in Toronto uh, via Ionico. So I'm glad that both of you are here. Sandrella is here as well. Kellyanne, you guys were on the street corner and you were handing out flyers that were giving people information that was in support of not wearing masks. We were giving people access to information that was being oppressed. It seems that this, this entire narrative is one-sided and very biased, and people are not getting access to the opposite side of the argument. We are not anti-mask by any means. We're pro-information. Let's take a closer look at the flyer. Breathing through a mask decreases the amount of oxygen we need to live and be healthy and increases blood acidity and makes breathing difficult. Listen, I'm, I am not... Uh, a pulmonologist, so let me be very clear uh, about that. But I, I do have access to some of the top experts in the world, as you can imagine, and it appears that that assertion is absolutely false. Also, the World Health Organization on Oxygen Bleaching said the prolonged use of medical masks can be uncomfortable for sure. However, it does not lead to CO2 intoxication nor oxygen deficiency. Okay, I didn't write the information on the flyer, Dr. Phil. And at the time that those flyers were handed out, the information from your expert was not yet released. And it certainly is... Science is ever-changing. You know that more than anybody. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, but the one thing that hasn't changed is the fact that the science is unsettled. Well, one thing is pretty consistent, and that is that masks uh, alone will not control people's exposure to COVID-19, but absolutely are an essential part of controlling the spread and the contraction of COVID-19. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not against that. If you're sick, by all means, and you have to go out in public, by all means, wear a mask. But there is absolutely no reason and no logic to providing a one-size-fits-all solution to billions of people with individual health requirements. 
the mandatory mask policy is absolutely absurd. Now on Ionico is adjunct professor of sexual violence at the New England School of Law and advocate for women's constitutional rights, Wendy Murphy, who strongly believes the term Karen is deeply misogynistic. I'm also joined by Dr. Lasanga Burton, who is professor at Emory University in Atlanta, specializing in the intersection of race, class, gender, and sexuality uh, within the media. Dr. Burton believes women branded Karen are getting off lightly and could be called far worse. Wendy, let me let me start with you. You've been listening and hearing everything that's been said. What do you have to add to this conversation? My concern is the singling out of women for this special derogatory name. So what are we doing with the word Karen? Why isn't the word Ken or Bill or Bob? And let's even say the ones that are popping up on the videos are white women. That does not mean to me that it's fair to call them entitled or acting with supremacy because women aren't even equal in this country yet. So when I hear anyone call any woman of any color entitled or supreme, it just, you know, it's like fingers on a chalkboard. Dr. Burton, you want to, you, you had some things to add to this. Some of her points you agree with and some you absolutely do not agree with. Yeah, I, I agree with Wendy uh, when she says that women are disenfranchised group historically. That is accurate. However, um, this, the idea um, that all women are the same is false. Um, race does matter. And when you do some things, right, you have freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean that there's freedom from consciousness. And so when you do things and when you say things that put people in harm's way, based on their race, that is called a racist act. There are real outcomes that come with that, right? So when you call the police on this gentleman right here, they could show up and based on these historic, and this is historic and systemic issues as it relates to race and racism in this country, there could be real consequences, right? So when we think about a Karen, if we're not talking about a person, we're talking about a behavior that is exhibited by people, right? There are male Karens. You're right. There are some black people that Karens. They're on the web, too. But I don't see you having a show about that, right? We're focusing on white women, again, because white women are oppressed. That is correct. But black women share that category, Wendy, all right? And yes, if you layer on racism... If you layer on elitism and classism, that means we have different outcomes here. We're on the centennial of the passage of women's suffrage, right, of the 19th Amendment. White women did not allow black women to participate in that movement, so we had to create our own. And then we had to force our way into the movement, okay? So I'm not saying we don't have shared histories and legacies. We absolutely do. We have shared experiences of oppression. We absolutely do. But please don't negate or pretend that racism within the women's community, a lot of that based on these hierarchies, right, that are imposed by society, don't exist. And please don't pretend that the women who are being uh, engaging in some of the most nefarious behavior 
uh, are not doing something wrong. You know, Karen is kind of benign. That's like the most benign words you can use for someone who lies repeatedly, like one of uh, Dr. Phil's guests, someone who inserts themselves into someone's life, someone who then tries to use, as the gentleman said, a lethal force against that person because they won't comply because they're trying to police them. And then they have to deal with a police officer or anybody else for that matter. So that is a serious consequence. It is. And it should not happen. And we do have to call that out. And, and, you know, all respect, um, because I hear what you're saying, I think the point for me is that we have to stop dividing women. Women are pitted against each other in all sorts of ways that make us less effective as a united force. It doesn't mean we don't have differences. But why are we prioritizing the bad behavior of women, period? I don't care if it's black women or white women. Why is this not about men? everybody i wanted you to listen to those clips and i want you to be the judge i understand by by their own uh words and background how the two professors see things differently but the whole point of this podcast is for women to pay attention to what is happening and no one i mean at this stage our country is so divided we know as women, we have to come together. But please, do not make the phrase Karen uh, be something that you just overlook. Because if you're acting like a Karen, and it's being called out, whether it's social media or not, whether you think it seems racist or whether you think it's negative, if you must have done something. Usually... You don't get called Karen because you just was an innocent person going somewhere. Um, like the lady was saying about the the mask that she, you know, in her video she was saying that people were violating uh, her the federal law because she didn't have to wear it. Well, first of all, if you're in a store with a lot of people and everybody has on a mask and it's mandatory, I don't think that all those people in the store are going to think, well, hmm, maybe because she has a medical condition, she's not wearing a mask. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about the fact that you might just be one of those people fighting the mask and just just don't care. Because one of the videos, and I'm not even sure if it's the young lady that was sitting on the stage, but one of the videos had a woman literally go up to a person in the store who was telling her that she needed to wear a mask and coughed on her. Now, I... <laughs> She had the right one because you know there's a lot of people that video would have turned out totally different because first of all, as soon as she coughed, she would have hit the floor. Now, I don't know if she would have ever got back up, but she definitely would have hit the floor. So, you know, I'm hoping when people start hearing about the concerns that we have as a nation where we're just being called out, you don't think we should be in the neighborhood, so you call the police and then that's a whole nother situation because people of color may not live past that situation just because you're ignorant. You know, they showed the woman that she was stopping the, the delivery guy from delivering the food to someone who lived in the apartment co- building that she lived in. You know, I, I mean, I get right now people are nervous and suspicious, but this is going too far. It's like everyone's trying to police people of color, you know, in addition to the police. So we need to figure out some ways of being compassionate. And all you Karens out there, maybe you want to think twice before you suspect something that may not even be true. 
because yes, we do have class. Yes, we do have money. Yes, we do live in neighborhoods that you probably think we don't deserve to live in, drive cars you feel we don't deserve, but we work hard. You know, I tell my white friends, and like I always mention, I have a ton, I say 50% of my friends are non-black, and that's not just one or two years. Most of my friends are 30, 40-year-old friends. So we talk about these things, and that's an advantage of having friends of multi-races and cultures because you get to learn not only from them personally, but the experiences. And that's where people need to get. And, you know, and I always tell my white friends, you know, well, sometimes we have these conversations about privilege that they have to remember out of every single race in this entire country. African-Americans are the only, and I emphasize word only, we're the only race that was forced to be here. We didn't come here because we wanted to. We were forced to be here. And that's the irony of all this, you know. And uh, I just want people to just start thinking a little more when you start wanting to go out in public and act like they're caring. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about this. I thought it was important. And I just hope that you guys enjoy not just the podcast, but the messages. As time goes on, this is my third or fourth week. You know, I'll get a little more comfortable still working out the equipment and stuff. So, yes, I'm a newbie, but my whole goal is to bridge things, help our communities grow, and give information. We need to hold people accountable because everything and everybody's out of control, and we still got to live, you know. So we need to hold people accountable, and once the election's over and hopefully the epidemic will get under control, we can talk about some more real things of accountability because we have to hold the politicians accountable 24-7. But we got to hold some of these companies uh, accountable as well when it comes to customer service and, and putting things into communities of color and hiring qualified people of color. You know, I'm not saying give us a handout. I hate people to act like that. You know, I'm fortunate that I work in a a prestigious uh, area career-wise, you know, and, you know, a lot of attorneys I work with are understanding of what has been happening that they weren't familiar with, and I appreciate that. But a lot of people, and especially some of these listeners, a lot of people are not familiar with that type of environment. So I try to school people on how they see things on TV, and a lot of that stuff they see, it isn't all made up. But I always say the number one thing is do your research. So anything you hear on this podcast, do your research. I always do mine. You know, I am a student at all times, and I can always be taught. And that's why I always say to you guys, hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter, because I want to say us. I'm the voice, but and I'm the founder and CEO, but my goal is to make it a we thing. As I say, a village. It's about communities building bridges. So... I want you guys to hit us up on Twitter, and that would be at Advocacy Ladies, capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. And please follow us, not just on Podbean, but you can find us on iTunes, Apple iTunes, and you can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Spotify and a couple other uh, apps where you find your podcast. So definitely uh, follow us and subscribe to us and It'll get better, and we will be doing more things, and definitely we'll be doing live once we get enough followers. I don't want to get too out there. This is all new to me, but I just want to be a, a deliverer. I'm, I, I feel this is 
something that is needed, and I'm hoping you guys are enjoying it. So, as I said, hit us up on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. If you want to call in and give us your opinion or a subject you want us to talk about, hit us up on the call in line at 404 855 7723. You can always send us an email at podcast host shaypate19 at gmail.com. I really appreciate you for listening. And you know, I like to end my podcast with a favorite question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.